Hey, Straight Talk with Brainwaves listeners. Have you ever experienced chronic pain or know someone who has? Well, I just came across something pretty interesting. There's new research showing that chronic pain can be objectively measured using brain signals. As someone who's all about objective measurements and data, color me intrigued. So, according to this article, researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, surgically implanted electrodes in the brains of four patients with post-stroke pain and phantom limb pain, and they recorded neural signals in areas of the brain associated with planning and expectation, as well as emotion. They built machine learning models to try to match and predict each patient's self-reported pain intensity scores with snapshots of their brain activity signals, and found that low frequencies in the orbitofrontal cortex corresponded with each of the patient's subjective pain intensities. In layman's terms, they found a way to objectively measure chronic pain based on brain activity, which is pretty darn cool if you ask me. Aside from just being really interesting, this has important implications for the future of pain treatment. Chronic pain affects up to one in five people in the U.S., so getting a better handle on diagnosing and treating it could be a game-changer. And can we just talk about the fact that in 2019, the incidence of chronic pain was more common than diabetes, high blood pressure, or depression? Clearly, this is a problem we need to address, my friends. The researchers also discovered that chronic and acute pain involve different information processing areas of the brain, which again, helps to iron out the finer points of how these two types of pain are distinct from one another. And while this study is only a proof of concept, it has set the stage for further research that could lead to innovative treatment approaches, such as personalized deep brain stimulation. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see how our understanding of chronic pain continues to evolve because of cutting-edge studies like this one. All right, enough geeking out over here. It's time to dive into the heart of our podcast, answering your burning questions. Remember, if you have a question you'd like me to tackle, head on over to brainwavespod.com and submit it for a chance to be featured. Now, let's see what kind of conundrums you all have thrown at me this week. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey brainwaves, it's Sarah from Austin here. I just started dating again after taking a break and I gotta say it's been pretty rough for me. Let me drop the situation on you. I identify as a lesbian, and I'd love to meet people in the LGBTQ plus scene to make friends or maybe find a potential partner. The thing is, I'm from a really small town, and the dating scene is very much dominated by heterosexual people. It's like trying to find a needle in a haystack out here, you know what I mean? I've tried online dating and it's been okay, but it doesn't feel quite right for me. So my question for you is... How do I navigate the dating scene as an LGBTQ plus individual in a predominantly heterosexual environment? Thanks for hearing me out, and I can't wait for your advice. Hey, Sarah from Austin. Welcome to Straight Talk with Brainwaves. First off, let me just say, your small town struggle is all too real for a lot of our LGBTQ plus listeners out there. But fear not, I've got your back. And together, 
We're about to embark on a journey to help you find your rainbow match in your provincial paradise. Now, before we dive into the juicy stuff, there's something I want to acknowledge. The fact that you've tried online dating and it's not quite your cup of tea. That's completely understandable. In fact, I'd raise my decaf cappuccino to that. Online dating isn't for everyone. You're aware of what works and what doesn't for you, and that's already half the battle. Now, let's roll up our sleeves and tackle your haystack conundrum. All great opportunities start with getting involved, and that means exploring and becoming an active participant in your local LGBTQ plus community. No local LGBTQ plus community, you say? Well, here's the thing. You can fill that gap yourself. Organize local meetups, clubs, or events where LGBTQ plus individuals can mingle, make friends, and perhaps find their partner in crime. When you put yourself out there, the visibility of the LGBTQ plus community in your town will increase, making it easier for others to join as well. Still feeling intimidated by that haystack? Allow me to offer a little life hack. Find larger cities close by with thriving LGBTQ plus scenes. Explore those queer spaces, attend events, and make connections there. What's life without a little road trip every once in a while, am I right? It's crucial to remember that it's not about changing your physical location. It's about connecting with your community. Another option, though it may sound counterintuitive, is tapping into the heterosexual resources in your town. I know, I know, but hear me out. Join co-ed clubs, social groups, or attend events that seem fun to you. You might be surprised to find other LGBTQ plus individuals in these spaces, or you may meet allies who can introduce you to their fantastic queer friends. I mean, who doesn't love a bonus LGBTQ plus BFF? Lastly, while dating is undeniably an important part of life, remember to enjoy your own company as well. Don't stress yourself out trying to force love to happen. The universe has its mysterious ways, and love often comes knocking when we least expect it. Just keep being your fabulous self, Sarah, and that needle in whatever color of the rainbow it may be will find its way to you. In summary, get involved with the community, explore nearby cities, engage with the heterosexual scene, and embrace your own self-love journey. Soon enough, that needle in the haystack will be shining bright like a rainbow. Good luck out there, Sarah. Keep us updated on your adventures in the dating scene. And thanks for joining in on Straight Talk with Brainwaves. Hey, Brainwaves. This is Jessica from San Francisco. Love your podcast, by the way. So here's my dilemma. I recently started my own business as a 28-year-old entrepreneur, and I'm finding it super tough to navigate the choppy waters of the competitive business landscape. I feel like my age and inexperience are working against me in certain situations, like securing funding and networking with potential clients and partners, at times, I experience feelings of self-doubt and question if I'm really cut out for this highly competitive world. How can I build my confidence, stand out in this sea of sharks, and tackle the challenges that come with being a young entrepreneur? Would love any advice you have to offer. Thanks, Brainwaves, and keep rocking the podcast. Hey, Jessica, thanks for tuning in and for the kind words. Congrats on taking that ambitious leap into entrepreneurship. It's absolutely a challenge, but girl, there is no better time to get out there and become the next San Francisco success story. First, let's talk about your age and inexperience. Believe it or not, those factors can actually play to your advantage. They represent fresh perspectives, open-mindedness, and oftentimes, the willingness to take risks, which can be appealing to investors and clients. 
So instead of seeing your age as a liability, use it as an asset. Now, on to building your confidence. The secret is, fake it till you make it. But also know the balance between being confident and being overconfident. Devour as much information as you can about your industry, have a solid business plan in place, and practice your elevator pitch like an acrobat leading a morning stretch routine. The better you understand your business and the value you bring, the more confident you'll feel in your abilities. When you're networking, remember that genuine relationships are the gold in the entrepreneurial minefield. Don't just hand out business cards like those expensive, tiny flyers. Engage and interact. Share your experiences and genuinely listen to others. People can sense authenticity, and that will make you stand out from the sea of sharks you mentioned. And hey, I'm sure some of those sharks will turn out to be friendly dolphins. Now, securing funding can undoubtedly be one of the most daunting tasks for new entrepreneurs. Start by researching different types of funding options like grants, loans, crowdfunding, and angel investors. Each option has its pros and cons, but the key is to stay persistent and be prepared for rejection. Yeah, you'll be told no probably more times than you'd care to hear, but it only takes one yes to get you where you need to be. And don't forget the phrase, Feedback is the breakfast of champions. Digest every bit of feedback you receive and use it to catapult your pitch skills to the next level. Finally, addressing your self-doubt. It's natural, Jessica. The entrepreneurial world is exhilarating, overwhelming, and occasionally downright terrifying. But remind yourself why you chose this path and what you're passionate about. Surround yourself with supportive people who believe in your vision. Keep learning and allow yourself room for growth. Remember, those nagging doubts are just the universe's way of reminding you to step up and rise to the challenge. So there you have it, Jessica. Embrace your age. Let that confidence shine through. Prioritize genuine connections. Stay persistent with funding opportunities. And ride those waves of self-doubt like the boss you are. Wishing you the absolute best in your entrepreneurial journey. And don't forget to keep tuning in to Straight Talk with Brainwaves. We got your back. Hi, Brainwaves. My name is Samantha, and I'm calling from Denver. So, long story short, I've recently lost my job, and I've been unable to make rent. Now I find myself couch surfing at friends' places and feeling really, like, lost and overwhelmed. I never imagined I'd be in this situation. I'm trying to stay positive and find a new job, but it feels impossible when I'm constantly stressed about where I'll sleep, or if I'm becoming a burden to my friends. How can I handle the emotional strain this is putting on me? And do you have any advice on how to maintain my dignity while dealing with this temporary housing insecurity? Thanks for any advice you can give. It would mean the world. Hey, Samantha, first let me say, I hear you and I feel for you. Losing a job is tough enough without the housing insecurity thrown in the mix. It can be a brutal combo, but girlfriend, I have faith in you. You're going to get through this. Now let's start with the emotional strain. It's important to recognize that feeling lost and overwhelmed is perfectly normal in this situation. Don't be too hard on yourself. Humans aren't designed to float on a sea of harmony 24-7. Be honest with yourself about your emotions and try some mindfulness techniques like meditation or journaling to stay present and process your feelings in a healthy way. As you navigate this challenging time, don't forget the power of your support networks. Reach out to close friends or family members and let them know how you're feeling. Sometimes, 
a listening ear can work wonders. And remember, it's perfectly fine to need help from others. We all do at some point in our lives. Vulnerability is not weakness, it's strength. You're allowing others to show up for you, which may inspire them when they face their own challenges down the road. Now about that dignity, Samantha, remember this. You are not defined by your current circumstance. This is a momentary bump in the road, not a permanent brand on your character. Hold your head high and prepare yourself to overcome this obstacle. And believe it or not, the way you're handling the situation right now, seeking advice, staying proactive and openly acknowledging your emotions, shows resilience and determination, two qualities that command respect. While you're couch surfing, be sure to express gratitude to your friends. Offer to help with chores or cook dinner now and then as a small gesture of thanks. Got any secret talents? Maybe you're a fantastic pet sitter or an organizational guru. Offer your skills as a way of showing appreciation and contributing to their household. Lastly, let's talk about finding a new job during this rocky ride. First off, make job hunting your full-time job. Apply for unemployment benefits if you qualify and make use of any other resources available to you like job placement agencies. Remember to network. Reach out to former co-workers, acquaintances, and contacts in your industry who might know of open positions. Also, give yourself permission to take on a temporary or part-time job, even if it's not in your chosen field, just to get some income flowing and alleviate your financial stress. Samantha, I want to leave you with this thought. Life is full of ups and downs. It's these setbacks that ultimately build our character and shape us into the badasses we're meant to be. Don't lose sight of who you are and what you've accomplished so far. In the words of the wise Dory, just keep swimming, and before you know it, you'll break through to calmer waters. Stay strong, Samantha, you've got this. Well, dear listeners, it looks like that's a wrap on another entertaining, enlightening, and slightly raunchy episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. As always, we've dished out some genuine advice, candid opinions, and perhaps a few chuckles along the way. Your curiosity, openness, and vulnerability are what make this show the fantastic adventure that it is, and for that, I thank you. Remember, folks, you can submit your burning questions, vote on topics, and share your feedback at brainwavespod.com. We're here for you, Monday through Friday, providing a dose of humor, humanity, and no-nonsense advice. So please don't hesitate to join us again tomorrow, Wednesday, the 24th of May, 2023, for another fantastic episode. I'll be right here waiting, like a chatty and knowledgeable friend with a twisted sense of humor. Until then, stay curious, stay bold, and stay fabulous. I'm Brainwaves, signing off.